entering the Side Mission Podcast. Three friends that love gaming and love experiencing original content and old school classics give their thoughts on the latest releases and newest topics in the gaming industry. Power up and let's get started. What is going on everyone and welcome in to the newest episode of Side Mission. I, like always, am your host, Rusty Ellis, joined by the boys, Kyle Lynch, and Matt Beck. And boys, it's been a fun week of gaming because finally on October 16th, Ghost of Tsushima dropped their multiplayer Legends. We've been playing the mess out of it. I know we're all enjoying it. Kyle, what is it about this game and this game mode in particular that just adds so much to already a game of the year candidate? Probably just the ability to play with friends, honestly. This game was already, you know, it's my personal game of the year. And I, I, I honestly don't really have any complaints, but when they added multiplayer, that was just even more reason to like the game. Going around and, you know, assassinating enemies with your friends or going through the co-op story mode or, you know, we've been doing a ton of the survival uh, missions and I've been loving them. It's just so fun to, you know, like when we, uh, there's a section in one of the maps where you can um, grappling hook across just between two platforms, and it was so cool watching all three of us just in a row grapple hook and sl- or just swing right onto the roof of the other house and then just go take out this entire wave of enemies. Yeah, it's the little things like that that have made this really enjoyable. The survival mode is one of the better horde modes I think we've seen in recent years. And I think, Kyle, for me and you, we're both obviously big Call of Duty Zombie fans. And I think me and you can also say that we're burnt out a little bit on Wave Defense. Because Wave Defense is a game mode that has been done to death. But I feel like this is a very fresh take on it. I like the four classes that you can pick from, whether it's the Samurai, the Assassin, the Ronin, or the Hunter. And I think that all four of them play so differently. I think that they're all unique. They all have their own special abilities. And Matt, I think the best part is, Having different teammates playing different roles is very helpful here. Normally in multiplayer games, that might not matter. But in games like this, it very much has an Overwatch feel of you need balance in order to win. Yes, absolutely it does. There is a just this this field of uh, of balance that goes into each different class. And I haven't really gotten to play a good portion of the classes. I've been mostly going with the Assassin. And I love the feel of it. I love the abilities that they've thrown into this game. I'm not even mad that, you know, we got, you know, the whole equipment system where, you know, it's got its rarity by color. Because since Destiny, it has been something that we have seen in a lot of games. But this game just, it pulls it off. And I've made this comment before, how I feel like that this multiplayer, this small portion of, of such an epic game that we have all loved, has managed to outdo what Avengers should have been as far as the, yes. the co-op experience goes and the you know the, the 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 loot that you you get from you know completing these uh these waves of enemies and just everything that they have thrown into this small little package is just so much bigger than we could have imagined when we first saw the announcement for this and I'm absolutely excited to see like future events that they, they throw at us for you know legendary gear i'm actually excited for that whereas avengers i was just kind of dreading the, th- the thought of just going through that those same waves the same motions whereas this game is always a new approach to take with it especially if you have a, a group of four people and you all choose a separate class 
and the abilities are fantastic. Like they're very helpful. Like if you're down, you have an ability to heal your teammates. You have an ability to, uh, you know, that each different class has like a special and the assassin has one where, you know, he can take down like three enemies and then it gets upgraded and it's even better. And I just cannot wait to see the, the, the future for this, uh, this expansion. I agree on all accounts, and I think that you struck a very, very important chord when you said that this did what Avengers should have done. When it comes down to it, the problem with Avengers is that everything kind of felt the same, whether you were playing as Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, any of them. It all just kind of felt the same. It didn't really feel like you were playing as different people. It didn't really feel like, okay, this character's more of a ranged character, this person's more up up and in your face. This person might use equipment a little bit more. It didn't really ever feel like that. But on this one, it's very important to point out that every ability feels different and every piece of equipment you have has its own use. I know, Kyle, for example, you made you made big-time use early on of the uh, the dirt bags that you can use. Yes. Where you can throw it in people's face, you can use it to set them on fire. You used a lot of that. I know I've used the healing gourd a lot since I've been playing as Ronan, who basically acts as the healer. And I think that the thing I love is there's not two abilities that feel the same. They all feel unique. And again, it's just all what Avengers mm-hmm. couldn't do, Kyle, in a game mode that it feels like Sucker Punch knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I got to say that you definitely, you both were talking about how, you know, every character feels different. And I, you know, obviously playing through the campaign, we all played as the samurai. I'm pretty sure we yes. all know how the samurai plays. We know his abilities. But it was, I think that was the biggest thing about how they could have just as easily said, hey, look, you're just going to get online, you're going to have four samurai, and you're just going to fight waves. It probably wouldn't have done bad, wouldn't have been great, but it probably would have been like, all right, you know, I'll play this with some friends, it'll be fun. But no, they went the extra mile to give you new classes and new abilities that you didn't get to see in the campaign. That is what I think was the biggest success with this is it doesn't feel like I'm just, you know, playing with the same abilities and the same character. I'm actually experiencing something new. That was that was definitely such a good part on, you know, on Sucker Punch to do that because I think it could really help this multiplayer flourish, you know, not just for, you know, a couple of months till it drops off. I think if they continue updating, if they keep bringing out the new content, they, you know, maybe even we'll see another class or new abilities, new equipment, you know, later on. I think this could go for quite a while, all the way until, you know, maybe we see a Ghost of Tsushima 2. Who knows? You know, Kyle, one thing, uh, one thing that I remember you saying was that this is the kind of expansion that if they added a season pass... I would gladly buy it because of this. I'd gladly buy it in support because of this, because it feels like there's so many directions they can take this in. All of this is not to mention the fact that they also added in a new game plus. And that's something that people screamed about from the beginning of the launch was we want a new game plus. We want to be able to play through on harder difficulties and get to re-enjoy the story. We get to re-experience all this because the story is really, really good. And so with Legends, it's one of those that I can't wait personally to see what they come out with. It is important to point out in the survival, and I think all three of us agree on this, it is challenging. It's not easy in the slightest. And even in Bronze, it felt like making it to Wave 15 and surviving was a big challenge. That being said, I think, Matt, that this game does a very good job of striking a balance between fair and unfair, cheap 
and rewarding. It kind of it makes you feel like you've conquered an incredible feat when you get to the end of it. I still can't believe that in the silver rank, as early on as we all are, that we made it and we beat it on our very first try. It's very, very hard. I love what the difficulty did with this game, though. Yeah, that yeah, that was an incredible. Honestly, when we okay, there you know, you know, guys, I was a little under leveled than you guys, but you know, I still I still managed to make it through because we all used our abilities how they're supposed to be used. We didn't waste them. We you know there are the little items that you can collect, like you got the spirit bears and you got like the uh, the other ones. I can't quite think of the names of them right now. Um, if you guys want to correct me on those. But I think that is incredible, just what they give to you, how you utilize it, and if you don't waste it, if you, you know, you use it at the exact moment, you can come through some of the hardest waves because, you know, they throw so many different, like, enemies at you with different abilities, especially those boss waves. When you see those boss waves happening, you know it's going to be something difficult, but, you know, you prepare yourself and... As long as you're not wasting it, then the difficulty, it's not really there, honestly, especially if you're working together. You know, especially one thing I will say about this mode is team chat is very important. Being able to talk yes. to your teammates is super important because if you're not, you're just kind of running off. You don't know what's going on exactly or, you know, you can't exactly help someone out like when they need help or what they need. And I think that is fantastic that you know, they incorporated this this teamwork that goes into this that I didn't quite feel that with Avengers. I feel like in Avengers, I could just run off by myself and just do whatever, you know, all the more lower to medium difficulties. Whereas this, though, I'm just like, you know, this is the game that I know that I can't just run into a horde of enemies and, you know, kill everyone and, and make it through by myself. I need the, you know, uh, the work with my friends. And that's absolutely fantastic, especially because, again, with the abilities, if you utilize them the right way, then you'll, you know, make it through all the ways and you'll see the, the rewards are fantastic as well. So it's just a very rewarding game. As an Avatar fan, I have to also say I very much appreciate using the voice of Uncle Iroh from Avatar The Last <laughs> Yes, I love yes. that. Small little thing that <laughs> did. It's fantastic. His voice is perfect for the role. So I love it. Kyle? I told you this. You mentioned it's your personal game of the year. I think Last of Us Part Two is still my game of the year pick right now. This made it a whole lot harder for me to pick that, though, confidently. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because this mode adds so many hours of gameplay. This is very much one of those where I'm like, all right, Naughty Dog, come on, come out, bring out factions, bring out, you know, another, like, kind of left-behind type DLC for Last yes. of Us Part Two, so that we can you know, justify still putting you there. And I think Last of Us Part Two is a fantastic game and Ghost of Tsushima as well. Both fantastic titles. The PS, you know, Sony gave us two of their best exclusives at the end of this console's life cycle, right before the PS5 releases here in a couple Agreed. weeks. Now, speaking of the PS5, obviously, we are now, I believe at this point, by the time this goes up, we'll only be about three, three and a half weeks out. Yeah. So it is it is sneaking up on us. It's finally here. It feels like just yesterday we got reveals that, hey, it's going to be called the Series X and the Series S. going to be the PS5. I mean, we already knew that, but, you know, who cares? <laughs> but, <laughs> but it feels like just yesterday we got all this news and all this about the pricing. We went through the pre-order process, which has been quite the challenge. But, oh, yeah. but it, it, it's, just, it's crazy to think that we have new consoles coming out. On November 10th, we have the Series S and the Series X for the new Xbox. And then two days later on the 12th, 
We have the PS5 dropping. And with those systems, we have a bunch of new titles coming out. Some of the biggest titles in November include, obviously, Cyberpunk. They include Assassin's Creed Valhalla. They include the new Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. But more so than just those, which I think you could argue would be the normal release titles anyways in a normal given year, as a new console year, the beginning of a new console cycle, we have a bunch of new games coming out specifically for those consoles. They'll be on the older consoles, yes, but the best way to play them will be on the newer ones. I have to ask, and we'll start with you, Kyle, what game are you looking forward to the most? Uh, I gotta say, dude, Miles Morales, hands down. I, yes. I'm a huge Spider-Man nerd. I'm a big fan of you know what what they're doing, what Insomniac's doing with the series. And I remember watching that reveal, and at the at the Sony event, and that was just mind blowing. How beautiful the game looks, and then how it just went right into you know this insane combat where we saw him pulling out abilities that you know we didn't see in Spider-Man One. And I think that was a core hitter was, hey, this is the same, you know, core gameplay. You're going to be web slinging around the same city, but this is not the same game. This is not just a DLC. You've got a new character. We're going to give you new abilities, all kinds of new stuff. I'm, uh, that's, I think that's the biggest thing when it comes to, you know, franchises is if you can create a new experience for a title that you're just building upon, like, for example, the Call of Duty series – for a long time, it was stagnant. It was just the same gameplay with reskins. And it really failed to grasp its audience. But this game, what you really saw with this is, you know, it's a completely new experience, and you're going to enjoy this. It's not going to be like, well, you know, it's fun to play, but, you know, I kind of played this on the PS4, on these, the first Spider-Man game. It's just a different character, and that's it. I I'm excited to see it. I'm mind blown at the fact that it's $70 for the ultimate edition which comes with you know not only Miles Morales and the DLC but a remaster of the original Spider-Man for PS5 yeah. that would sell for $40 alone i guarantee you if they remastered it it would sell for $40 they did even better when they were like hey for 10 bucks more than the original game you can get a remastered version of Spider-Man 1 and all the DLC. Beautiful marketing move. And that's incredible because when you think about it, the, the hardest part about new console generations is that you want to get games, but games are so expensive nowadays, especially mm -hmm. with the jump up in price from $60 to $70, uh, which is what we're likely going to see for all first-party first party and third-party major AAA titles. It's one of those things where games are so expensive that you, you it, uh, normal people like us can't just go out and buy every single game that comes out. We get the major releases and maybe a surprise title here and there. But I think that that was an incredible marketing move to add in Spider-Man Remastered on the PS5 because that is a solid 20 to 30 hour story that we get to experience again, but we'll get to experience with better graphics, a better engine, and overall, it'll just run better. So fewer load screens, shorter load screens, that's incredible. This is already a great game on the PS4. I can't wait to see it on the PS5. Matt, I think I know your answer for what you're going for here, but tell me why you're excited about Sackboy. I'm very excited for Sackboy for the main fact that Little Big Planet has been something that's been very close to me since its original uh, trailer shown at E3. 
uh, years ago, back when the PlayStation 3 was first revealed. And gradually that the series has evolved so much, especially with the level building, was so much fun. It's not something that I could easily get into because it was pretty advanced, actually. I mean, I tried. Um, but this game is the first time that we're seeing Little Big Planet going into the open 3D world type. You know, how it's following in the footsteps of Mario and other big uh, 3D platformers. And I'm super excited to see this. And I'm super excited to get to play it with my friends. And because the the multiplayer looks chaotic, just as I expect from Little Big Planet. And there's just so much creativity that goes into these levels. And it's such a heartfelt uh, just just to see how much work and how much love is poured into the series from a development team who didn't exactly create Little Big Planet itself, but you can see the love and the care that goes into this this game uh, thanks to Media Molecules' uh, amazing amazing uh, development uh, skills on the first and second Little Big Planet game. So it's great to see making such a big comeback after Little Big Planet Three was kind of uh, lackluster in the sales department. So I definitely hope that this game brings in a new audience, brings back the old audience, and everyone can just enjoy it. It's definitely going to be a great family game to play this coming holiday season. So if you are, you know, looking for a big multiplayer game uh, with your PlayStation 5, I mean, it's also coming on the PlayStation 4 as well, then I definitely think you should check it out. There's a new trailer that just came out, and definitely, definitely recommend it. So check it out if you can. I agree. I'm. I'm. It's one of those that I've never been a little Big Planet fan, but I'm excited to give Sackboy a try this holiday season because it does look fun. It looks like a really, really fun 3D platformer, and it just looks like again, it's what Kyle said. It's a breath of fresh air into a franchise that maybe needed it. Mm-hmm. As for me, if you know me, you know that I'm a big From Software fan. I'm a big Souls fan, and that's evident by Bloodborne being my favorite game of all time and Dark Souls Three being you know very, very close by. I'm so excited for Demon Souls. I am super excited to see all of these bosses that I've heard about, like Vanguard and Flame Lurker and the Ancient Dragon. I'm excited to see them in this glorious new engine that we will see them in. Because when you look at them in the original version on the PS3, this was a very early game from the PS3's you know first couple of years. Vanguard just looks like kind of like a brown blob. He doesn't really look like anything in particular. But in the gameplay reveal, he looked awesome. I love the detail, the blood from all the enemies he's slain before you. I love those little details. And then, Kyle, I think one thing that I talked to you about when we were watching the reveal was it showed your character walking, and then randomly you're on a bridge, and he kind of vaulted over the bridge onto the ground below. Mm-hmm. We've never seen a small detail like that in a Souls game. So I'm really excited to see what other little things they've added. And again, that seems like a crazy thing to get excited about, but it's just something that's so different and new. What I'm really impressed with is how they transition to different areas in the tutorial uh, in the tutorial area of Demon's Souls, and they showed that there's going to be very few, if any, loading screens. And I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see what this new engine is, what using SSDs instead of hard drives, seeing kind of what the difference is here seeing how it runs better. I'm excited for all of it. Again, the Series S and Series X drop on November 10th, and the PS5 drops on the 12th. This is going to do it for this episode of Side Mission. Be sure to check us out on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at Side Mission Pod. For Kyle Lynch and Matt Beck, I'm Rusty Ellis. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Side Mission Podcast. Keep up with new episodes and download your favorites in the Hints and Open Podcast Center.